Well, hello, Hola, and Alola, and welcome to Dexy Beasts, the show where we dive deep into the Pokedex and all the beasts that dwell within. My name is Adam, and joining me today, we have a fella who wants to be the very best, like many other Pokemon champions in history ever were. It's Viper. Howdy, everyone. My name is Viper Bite. You can call me Viper, though. And today, I'll be going over the competitive history of today's Pokemon. And also, we have someone who is locked in the eternal turmoil of subbed versus dub. It's Claire. Very bold of you to assume. <laughs> and I'm locked in turmoil over that. The, the <laughs> sub will always be superior. Hot jelly donut, anyone? <laughs> Hello, I'm Claire. And I am using my hobby of being locked up in my room, watching anime, to good use. For your enjoyment. Wonderful. So, continuing our ongoing Pokeburb series, today we're featuring what is feasibly your first feathered friend in Generation 3. Unless you pick Torchic. We're talking about numbers 276 and 277 in the Pokedex. It's Taylor and Swellow. But before we begin, allow us to paint a picture in your imagination. Claire, would you be able to describe Taylo for us? Sure thing. Taylo is a, uh, a Pokemon that resembles a small bird with dark blue feathers, a red marking, and a white chest. It has brown eyes with a yellow beak. I always used to think it has like pointed wings and a pointed tail. Yeah, certainly does. Very succinct. Yep. yep. So, Viper, how does Swallow differ in appearance? Um, Swallow does keep the same pretty consistent color scheme when it comes to its feathers. Its talons are instead kind of a pinkish-reddish color with black claws instead of the pre-evolutions, bluish-dark claws with, ye- with yellow toes, or whatever you call them. But, um, aside from that, a lot of it kind of just, like, re-accentuates its overall theme, just more of it. Like, for example, the little pointed tips on the end of its little tail feathers are now red and way more shot out and pointy. The little red marking on its face seemed to be way more unique with a blue line down the middle of it and kind of showing a more unique design on its head. I don't really know what to call it, but it's kind of more of a crest looking, if you will. Mm. Of course, its eyes are less cutesy, more serious and sharp looking. Also having some slicked back looking hair for its feathers. A bigger tail really. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, okay. I just want to add, although Bulbapedia does mention that it's based on real life swallows, I do want to mention that it has a red breast, so where I'm from, that's a robin. <laughs> I won't die on this hill because I'm an abject coward, but I just want it on public record. This is a Robin. We've been fooled. Moving on, Taylo first appeared in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire and is described in the Ruby Pokedex thusly. Taylo courageously stands its ground against foes, however strong they may be. This gutsy Pokemon will remain defiant even after a loss. On the other hand, it cries loudly if it becomes hungry. Sapphire also has the following to say. Taylo is young. It has only just left its nest. As a result, it sometimes becomes lonesome and cries out at night. It's kind of a poor little thing. Yeah. 
So what we're saying here is that Talo is a courageous and gutsy Pokemon, unless it's hungry or lonely or if it's nighttime. But outside of that, it's bold as brass. <laughs> a few entries also mention that Talo eats Wormpull. So we have a, another example here of Pokemon eating each other, which is always nice to think about. Swellow's Pokedex entries kind of mirror its pre-evolutions. This is mostly typified in Pokemon Emerald, where the dex reads, A swallow dives upon prey far from above. It never misses its targets. It takes to the skies in search of lands with a warm climate. The only other information we can glean from the Pokedex is that it takes a fair amount of pride in its appearance. Pokemon X states, If its two tail feathers are standing at attention, it's proof of good health. And Alpha Sapphire states, Swellow is very conscientious about the upkeep of its glossy wings. Once two Swellow are gathered, they diligently take care of cleaning each other's wings. Unfortunately, the Pokedex isn't all that illuminating outside of that stuff, except for typical bird stuff. To be fair though, it isn't actually as prevalent as you'd expect from an early root bird. In Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald, where Taylor made its debut, it's on routes 104, 115, 116, and Petalberg Woods, so you do have a few opportunities to snag one. Outside of breeding or trading, though, Talo isn't actually catchable in the wild again until Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, but only when headbutting trees in Cherry Grove City post national decks. It doesn't appear natively again until Generation 6's X and Y, where it can be found in a horde encounter on Route 8. In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, it's available in all the same places as regular Ruby and Sapphire, but these games mark the last wild appearances for Talo. Swellow's a slightly different story, in that you can pick one up on Route 115 in Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald, and it's also on Route 213 in Diamond, Pearl and Platinum, if you use the Poker Radar. In Black and White and their sequels, they're on Route 13, and in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you can get one in the Ultra Space Wilds. If you catch a Swellow in those games, of course, you can breed a Talo for your collection from there. The Talo or Swellow are available in any Generation 8 or 9 games, excluding Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, where Swellow is on Route 213, as with the Generation 4 originals. So there's very little else to say on that front. But I will mention that a Shadow Swellow is available in Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness on Citadark Isle. So if you're looking for a slightly more obscure catch. In terms of other in-game appearances, Winona uses a Swellow in her gym battle in Ruby and Sapphire, using Aerial Ace like the other Pokemon on her team, a move that she'll give you the TM for once you defeat her. Your rival, Brendan or May, will use a level 31 Swellow against you when you battle them outside the Lily Cove department store. And in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, Faulkner will use a pretty strong level 51 Swellow against you in the rematch battle, but only on Saturday mornings because he's awkward like that. Huh. Going back to Winona again, she also uses a Swellow in her gym battle in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. It's level 33 this time, so marginally stronger than last time. Your rival will also have one in those games, taking you on in Lily Cove with a level 37 one. 
and they will also battle you after you've beaten the Pokemon League. And this time, Swellow has grown to level 48 by this point. But that is everything. So it has a fair bit of representation, even if it's mostly centred around Hoenn. But moving away from all of that business, why don't we take a look at Swellow on the competitive scene? Uh, take it away, Viper. Uh, hello. Of course, we can't go over Generations 1 and 2 because he was introduced in Hoenn. Of course. Um, Swellow, I want to go over its stats real quick because it's actually pretty well balanced. Of course, as you expect, its defense stats are nothing to cry home about. Its attack's pretty decent. 85 isn't the worst. But it doesn't, isn't the best either. It's kind of like in the middle ground, but still pretty good, especially for the early times when it was around. But its speed stat. The speed-based stat total is 125. That is super fast. <laughs> and when it first introduced into the competitive scene in Generation 3, it was pretty good and bad. Let me explain. It was it was like too good, so it couldn't be in UU, which is underused, but it wasn't good enough to rain terror and OU, which is either overused or mainly competitive Pokemon. So it kind of sat in this weird purgatory of you can't use it here, but you can't use it here. So what's the point of using Swellow? But I will say, there is one very interesting build with Swellow that not even I understand, if that tells you anything, and it's the Baton Pass build. Typically, Baton Pass is used to either give stats or substitute to another Pokemon on your team, typically a Sweeper. And it's kind of the same here, but Swellow does something with it that I have never seen. So you use Substitute, which cuts down your HP, as you guys know, and typically you want a Baton Pass with it. But you don't want to just use Baton Pass. You want to use Substitute a couple more times to activate not only its Starf Berry, which, if you don't know what Starf Berry is, it's fine, nobody uses it. It's <laughs> something that will drastically, when you're at certain health, it will drastically raise a stat by two. What stat? Any stat. It could be it's random. Oh, okay. I don't know why they chose any stat, but probably because most berries are similar to it only raised by one. The randomness is why it's two. So, really, anything that raises stats by two is good enough, I guess. So that's why people used it. But, like I said, remember how I said it lowers your health every time you use Substitute? That's where its final little thing comes in. Endeavor. Oh. Which, if you don't know what Endeavor does, it makes the enemy's health the same as yours. So, using against walls like Swampet or Suicune back then, or really anything that resists flying or normal type, will get an unpleasant surprise. It's such an oddly thought-out plan, and it's kind of cool, honestly. So let's move on to Gen 4, where Power Creep actually worked its favor. Because, well, it's no longer anywhere near OU. And UU, though... It is reigning supreme. <laughs> it's actually able to take use of that super fast 125 base speed total and use it very well. And now it's actually able to take use for its ability, which is Guts, which powers up your moves when you have a status inflicted. So with the help of a little bit of a Toxic and or Flame Orb, you're able to do some wild damage with 
uh, with things like Facade, which does super big amounts of damage, Brave Bird, which introduced that gen, and even things like U-Turn to get out of really tough situations like any Steel or Rock type, because the one week this for Swellow back then, they didn't really have a lot of type coverage. They had normal flying type moves and a couple of niche bug type moves with U-Turn and a bunch of other useless moves not going to use. But aside from that, with its speed and decent attack, it was able to really take out most Pokemon before even they can do anything about it. And I think it actually was one of the fastest Pokemon in UU. So Swellow really reigned UU in Generation 4. Nice. Yeah, Generation 5, it's a little bit underwhelming, dropping all the way down to NU, which is never used. Which, it kind of still does have some niche uses. After all, 125 speed, super good. So it can still use its usual Guts, Toxic, or Passage routine. But there are a lot more walls now that can kind of take advantage of it. Plus, it's not going to be anywhere close to the big league, especially things with, like, Rotom being rampant now. Generation 6 is where something unexpected happens. It gains another new set. The Choice Spec set. For some of those who do have some clue about competitive Pokemon, you're probably thinking, Choice Specs? But he's a physical attacker. You're right. But I lied. <laughs> its special stack, special attack stat is pretty bad, I will say. But it also gained access to two useful moves. Hurricane and Boom Burst. Boom Burst is an insanely powerful move. And with the help of Choice Specs, even with its pitiful... 50 space special attack is able to tear open any defense in its way. Again, really only being stopped by things like rock and steel types like mentioned before, but steel types aren't a problem anymore because Swellow knows Heat Wave. Oh, whoa. <laughs> yes. So it's even got counter to steel types now. And also, it knows Scrappy, which means ghost types aren't even a problem for Boom Burst. So, it's an oddly good buff. Unfortunately, still an NU tier, but it's a really interesting setup. And actually, I do want to add one more fun fact. While this is kind of like a really niche setup, like you thought, like choice specs, who cares? There's a bunch of other good flying types. Heck, Landorus Therian is a flying type, and God, I don't want to go into why he's good. <laughs> Wello was actually used in a VGC team. In fact, it reached top 8 in a regional in Oraz, which seems kind of impossible. Omega Ruby Ava Sapphire's meta was kind of defined by like a bunch of legendaries, megas, and primals. But no, apparently having moves quick guard to prevent priority and tailwind for speed is really useful, and it also brought back Endeavor since it has Focus Sash. So, all in all, pretty good year was for Gen 6. Gen 7, it kind of was more of the same, but a little lesser because now there's other problems to deal with, like Nihilego, and especially when things like Mega Sceptile can also outspeed it and it's in the same tier. Some rough problems, but still able to definitely go through its tier. But it also gains something in Generation 7, which is a buff to its special attack stat. Not just any buff, 25 points, making it 75 base stat total. Remember how it ruled with only 50? 
it jumped up to never used to rarely used, which st- still kind of sounds like an insult, <laughs> but it's actually a really good achievement. No, most Pokemon are stuck and never used if they're in there. Overall, Swellow is probably the most, probably the best Pokemon we've had on the series so far. Really never had like, a dull moment except in Generation 5, and even then, it could still be used. Honestly, really good Pokemon Swellow is. Sweet. To be honest, that's probably the most positive you've been so far. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say like I've used one I haven't because mm. like I said I barely even knew some of these strategies oh. but again not a bad Pokemon okay that was much better than expected actually but perhaps there's a little bit more to Taylor and Swellow when it comes to the anime as well Claire what's the verdict there I hate to let you down no <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> we were so high and now. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault. You didn't write or animate the show. We we understand that. <laughs> right. Um, unfortunately, there's... <laughs> oh, that's Ash. <laughs> unfortunately, there's really not much to say outside of Ash owning the Pokemon. Taylor is actually the first Pokemon that Ash caught in the Hoenn region during the episode You Never Can Taylor. Not exactly sure what kind of a pun that's supposed to be, but we'll go with it. You never can tell. Joga never can tell you, like trying to chase you, I guess. I, I suppose. I don't know. Because it's pronounced Taylor, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think yeah. so. Tell you, I guess. I don't know. You never can tell. It better be, otherwise, mm. we've got to re- redo this entire episode. Oh, cool. Nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> But during this episode, it solidified its place as a helpful Pokemon throughout the season. It battled multiple times against other trainers and in the Fighting-type gym against Brawly's Machop. 76 episodes after capture in the episode That's Just Swallow, which is a pun I can finally get behind, There we go. Ash submits Taylor to the Crossgate Pokeringer competition. In an effort to perform more efficiently against a Sand Tornado, Taylor forcefully evolved into Swallow, this move ultimately won Ash the tournament. Some notable appearances include Swallow battling against Winona's shiny Swallow in Sky High Gym Battle, and battling in the Sutopolis Gym in 8 Ain't Enough. Swallow was also one of the Pokemon Ash chose to be on his team for a full battle against a trainer named Katie in the Victory Tournament during the episode A Judgment Brawl, but it was ultimately defeated. This is followed by battles against trainers Morrison and Tyson during the same competition. When ending his journey in Hoenn, Ash left Swallow in the hands of Professor Oak before venturing into the Sinnoh region. Much like many of Ash's Pokemon, this was not the last time we saw Swallow. Ash would also be reunited with the Flying-type Pokemon in the episodes The Semi-Final Frontier, The Dream Continues, Friends, Rivals, Lend Me Your Spirit, and Heroes Unite. As of this Dexy Beasts episode recording, Swallow is also featured in the to-be-dubbed-in-English episodes Pokemon Journeys the Series 146 and 147. Other than this Pokemon in Ash's care, Taylor's and Swallow's are usually seen in the backgrounds of shots belonging to other trainers. That is, that is it. There's not much to say. I do like it how um, you pretty much always end these segments with that line. When we're covering the, these early root birds, this, this so they're, they're, often, they're, they're often seen in the background. Well, this time it, it's it's true because you spend ages just talking about the competitive aspects of these Pokemon, and then I'm like, well, here's two paragraphs. Take it. 
Well, to be fair, there's <laughs> a lot of generations, even if they don't, not a lot happens with the Pokemon in those generations. Mm. Just this time happened Absolutely. to the case that Swella was actually good. Mm. Cool. So, now's the time to move on to any other appearances or any trivia that we know of related to Taylor and Swallow? None. Um, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I have one. And this one made me so mad. Okay. <laughs> because this was probably the most, uh, the best experience I could say when it comes to any Pokemon with plot armor in my life. Let's go. The battle between Tate and Liza and the anime. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that! Don't worry. Go for it, go for well, it. You're the anime person. If you remember it, please say it. Because, dear God, this an- uh, this moment... No, this is, is this is your victory. You say okay. it. Go for it. Uh, okay, <laughs> so... Basically, in this, for some reason, even though Ash has two really capable Pokemon against Lunatone and Solrock, they said, no, let's put in Pikachu and Swellow. You know, a flying type against two rock types. Sure, good idea. In this, in this battle, they were getting pretty roughed up, and there was already a bunch of random anime stuff, like using Reflect to reflect a vulnerable, all the stuff you've probably already seen anime do. But I cannot stress enough how angry I got when seeing Ash to try to turn the battle around, have Pikachu use Thunderbolt on the sky, onto the Swellow and Pikachu, to gain Thunder Armor! To defeat <laughs> Solrock and Lunatone. I cannot make this up how angry I was. People were like, that is not a thing. What? <laughs> I was dumb. I, I had to stop watching the anime for like a solid like week or two to be like, that that was a no- that was so dumb. Just so I'm understanding. So what Pikachu uses Thunderbolt in the sky and Swellow flies through it. No, to get... what happens was I'm pretty sure I don't remember everything because it was a while, but I think Pikachu used Thunderbolt in the air. Okay. The Thunderbolt came back down, which I don't even need to get into why that shouldn't even be happening. Used <laughs> and it landed on both the Pikachu and the Swellow, and for some reason it, the energy of the Thunderbolt developed onto their bodies and created the Thunder Armor. I guess I can't explain it. I should have just fried him. Exactly! <laughs> and I think some, there's going to be probably some excuses. Oh, Pikachu could have maybe had lightning rod. I don't know, man. <laughs> and let's be clear, I'm, I'm guessing this never happened again. Absolutely not. Bizarre. <laughs> I, I, just, I mean, you, you talked about plot armor, but I didn't expect it to come as actual armor. Oh, no. It was plot <laughs> armor. I have a little bit of trivia i suppose so taylor has exactly the same stats as wingle except their attack and their special attack stats are swapped mm-hmm. so that leads me to believe that they're supposed to be two sides of the same coin fulfilling the same sorts of roles for attack and special attack respectively swallow and pelipper differ in their stats however but um viper you mentioned that swallow got a plus 25 boost to its special attack in gen 7 indeed but pelipper only got 10 so that synergy was broken there as well yeah i guess that makes sense there are some pokemon where that's happened before which i'm pretty sure i think the polyrath line did that Mm -hmm. and a couple of others where they have the same stat total but one gets buffed for balance reasons yeah and also Despite my protestations earlier about this being a Robin, I did want to point out there is a slight resemblance between Taylor and another real-life bird. 
So the shiny version of Taylo is green with an orange chest, which is vaguely similar to a bird called, and I'm going to try and get the pronunciation of this right. It's the resplendent Quetzal, which lives in Mexico and South America. Oh yeah, Quetzals, and, yeah. Yeah, you know them then, okay. Yes, because um, <laughs> trust me, I, I'm a very big snake guy and I looked up a Quetzalcoatl, which is winged serpent, and these guys appear a lot in those. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile and nod. <laughs> I'm so lost. Long story short, it's a green, green bird with a slightly orangish red underside, uh-huh. with also a long tail feathers, which probably is part of the inspiration. Right back to you, Adam. Oh, you've covered it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, whoops. <laughs> no, that that was it, really. I suppose it's probably more of a fortuitous palette swap than an actual design inspiration, but it's a cool-looking bird. So I guess now's the time to decide whether we like Taylo and Swellow. So let's start with Claire. Do you have any memories or any personal moments with this particular Pokemon? No. Next question. <laughs> Aww. I have nothing, unfortunately. No. Um other than, other than watching the anime and seeing Ash fight with Taylor occasionally and Swellow, uh, I've got nothing, honestly. I, I never use them in the games. I, I come across them in Pokemon Go every, like, I don't know, five, ten Pokemon. But other than that, like, there's nothing. <laughs> oh, I get paid off instead of Taylor. I shall feed the bird, but I don't use it. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Viper, do you want to go next? I love Taylor and Swellow, though I've never used one. But I say my generation three, I'm pretty sure when I played Pokemon Sapphire, my flying type was Salamence. I never got a Swellow or a Taylor. Though I will say, I do have two shiny Swellows from the Ultra Wormhole because I wanted to go through the pain of trying to get every single Ultra Wormhole shiny, barring legendaries and Ultra Beasts, because I'm not. I'm not that obsessed with that. I'm going to say that's masochism enough. I, I did eventually, but I, I honestly, I might have gotten more, but I remember I at least got two. Okay. That's really all I can say about them. They look cool, and apparently they're good and competitive, which points for me. That's it. Cool. It's cute, but it kind of looks mean, but it knows it. I find Taylor very good in the early game in Ruby and Sapphire. It hits really hard. You know, it's got high speed, it's got a pretty decent attack stat for that point in the game as well, and it seems to be a great option immediately. Can't take much of a hit, so, you know, if you're going to do a Nuzlocke, it's probably not a great choice, but even when playing normally, it does tend to fall away in the mid-game a little bit, even when it's evolved into Swellow, and it'll probably get boxed long before you reach the Elite Four, but I found it was always a great companion to get you started, though, and I really think that they nailed the look of it, I much prefer it to the early birds in Gen One and Two, and I'd like to see it. Like to see it in more games in the future, really. I don't think we need to bully the early birds again, especially from last episode. <laughs> I just wanted to get one last jab in before we move on. Sure. <laughs> okay, and that will do it for today's episode of Dexy Beasts. Thanks to Viper and Claire for joining me once again, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next time to cover another Flying-type Pokémon. But if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, why not buy us a coffee through the link below and follow us on your medias, social or otherwise. Until next time, goodbye. Sayonara. Bye.